Hi, I'm Chris Roberts, and this is Late Night Vacuum. Welcome to the Late Night Vacuum. And we are back with yet another episode of Late Night Vacuum. I am one of the two hosts of this wonderful show, Grockies. And to my right, to camera right, and all the rights, Dublar Thackeray. Hello, my sexy bags of joy. How are you all? I hope you're well on this wonderful, wonderful week. I hope they're well, too. <laughs> I, I, I've never heard of something described as a sexy bag of joy. Really? Oh, then you've never been on a date with me. Um, so, uh, before we start, we should probably harmonize. So, on the count of one, two, three. Naked man. I think that was well synced. I think so too. Um, so, uh, <laughs> oh dear, I'm just reading a couple of comments. Um, so, Grackies, what have you been up to this week? This week, a uh, little bit of upset stomach going on. Mm -hmm. Got some new medication to fix me up. But, you know, as with anything, side effects. So, yeah. I, I, I've got that going, but I'm getting better each day, which is awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. That's good. Aside from that, uh, Bulkhead's episode three. Oh, that yes. Came out. Th that, that came out last out. week. We didn't talk about it like we should have. That was insane. We'll talk about that this week then, but I'll say that was insanely epic. But we'll talk about it at, at probably in a bit more detail. There's um, that. I've got a demo I'm working on. Mm-hmm. Voice demo, not music demo. You don't want me to do a music demo. That would be horrible. No, that would be bad. For me, I've yes. basically been sick. Um, it oh. seems that uh, the bugs have, done, have had a journey and they have hit me quite strongly. So I'm uh, quite out of it uh, for this recording. So uh, as you can probably see by my complexion, um, I'm a little bit uh, under the weather. So we'll see, yeah, so we'll see how see how this recording goes. <laughs> um, but so, what have you been playing? Oh, what have I been playing? Um, oh, I have to bring up my Steam to look up one of them because it's a demo game that I plan to show off in my stream because I got access to it. Uh, it needs some work. It definitely needs some work, but I wanted to show it off because it, it has potential. Uh, hold on, I'm looking up the name of it right now. Steam, go faster. Stop stop showing me your advertisement, Steam. Abatron. It's called Abatron. Why do I... I don't know that name, actually. I thought I did. Uh, Abatron what? is... I'm pausing all the downloads so I don't lose my connection. There we go. Um, Abatron is an RTS game that okay. is sort of science fiction in nature. Pretty basic base building to it resource collection doesn't really take much you just build a few nodes to resource collect it's kind of automated uh choosing what resources you're collecting and figuring out you know how to stockpile that mm. that takes a little bit of knowledge but it, it's not hugely complex the fun part about it is more that you're kind of throwing giant groups at each other and it's very rock paper scissors you have three unit types melee range shooty which shoot like laser beams Mm -hmm. and artillery types. Artillery takes out the melees, melees take out the shooty guys, the shooty guys take out the artillery. It's very rock, paper, scissors. Okay. The fun part of it, though, is that when you're setting up the base and you've got all the units building out and you're setting up your armies to, like, throw at the other teams, right now it's only one race available in the demo, the, the alpha part of it. The fun part is if you press one key when you're either selected over the melee units or the, the ranged guys with the laser cannons you become that unit and you become sort of a hero version of that. So when you're standing next to the others, you can see that you're taller than them. Mm. And you know, like you, you've bulked up 
and you can control them and run around and actually shoot at things or slash at things. And you're more powerful than the standard units. So when you're sending an attack in, you can create a more powerful unit that if it gets killed, there's a timer reset before you can take control of a unit again and basically create a hero unit. So it's kind of fun to like set up these armies, send them in after a group, uh, do a little bit of, oh God, what's the term in League of Legends? Jungling? Jungling. Essentially where you take on NPC mobs to try okay. and level your guy up more you level them up quicker, you attack like their main unit, and then waves of these little critters come at you, so you just wipe them out for XP and build up your strength even more on your hero guy. Okay, that makes sense. So, you can do that, you can take control of an NPC unit, there's a, sort of like a scorpion queen thing that'll pop up. I'm gonna show it off on stream, though, for okay. a couple of hours. It's got a couple hours to show off. They need some work, but I think there's some gameplay available there if they flesh it out more. Okay, that sounds pretty and cool. And it's fun sci-fi. It, it could be really fun if you get friends together sort of thing. Mm. That and H1. H1Z1. H1Z1, yes, because you're still going for the tournament for that. I'm going to go for the qualifier. The new map is available on their test server. I've been playing it. They've got some bugs that they really need to work out. Like, there's some pretty severe lag issues going on to the point mm. where it was things like, I fired a shotgun point blank into someone's head. They teleported away and then were behind me and shot me twice. Because we were just like warping around on each other sort of thing. Uh, grenades don't fit in the three slot for some reason right now, which is where I've always kept my grenades. So if I've got one, uh, two and four available and I go to pick up a grenade so I can use it real fast if I find one. It goes into my inventory instead of the weapon slot. So harder to access. Yeah, there, there's some there's some glitchy little things going on with the new map. The new map also hasn't... Uh, it doesn't have all its spawn points in yet, I'm pretty sure. Because I can land on certain buildings or near certain buildings, go inside, and nothing. Nothing for, like, three buildings. Or if I get lucky, maybe a crappy pistol. No backpacks, no nothing. I'm like, there isn't really much spawning here. So it, it can make it difficult. So it's like, ah, you're releasing this map soon. I really hope you got this fixed up by the tournament. Otherwise, things are going to be messy. I suspect you playing on it will help them get it fixed up. I break um, things a lot. <laughs> um, I was going to say, on my side, I've played some Attack on Titan, but I don't really want to talk about that this week. Uh, really because I haven't played enough of it to kind of give a proper opinion of it. Mm. Um, but that's really been the bulk of this week for me. Um, so quite, uh, quite game light, but uh, I hope that I can kind of play some more Attack on Titan this weekend and kind of get more under its skin. I can talk more on it, I'd say, probably next week. Um, we've got a few things that we need to talk about in regards to Star Citizen. Uh, and yes. the news that's come out this week, but we also have um, two, one Star Citizen related and one not Star Citizen but science fiction related, which I didn't talk about prior uh, to you in our pre-show. Pre-pre-show, uh, what do you hmm. want to talk about first? Let, let's start with this interesting thing that I science fiction that I don't know what it is. Oh, as soon as I'll say it, you'll you'll know it. Uh, dual universe. Oh yes. Okay. <laughs> so, um, for everybody who's listening or people who are watching right now, oh, pardon me, my I'll be editing that out of the life of the recording. So, for everybody um, who's uh, uh, listening right now or who's watching, um, the, uh, dual universe is. Uh, uh, I would say it's like almost like an MMO, a space MMO. How does that be it's, fair enough? Mm, I'd say a space engineers MMO. Space engineers MMO, uh, which uh, has launched its Kickstarter, is looking for half a million, uh, and uh, it's kind of left me feeling just a little bit hmm. wanting. Hmm. Just a bit. Now, I must confess, this is, I've been a very, I've been keeping my eye open and I've been putting uh, support for any and all kind of 
science fiction games, uh, space games that have come through Kickstarter in the last year or so. And I've been, you mm-hmm. know, there, there's quite a backlog coming out for me. And this is the first game post No Man's Sky. Uh, it is. For me, kind of like looking at, is this something that has a, a large promise? And it, I kind, I'm kind of holding back on, on, on backing it. And I'm kind of wondering what your thoughts are on it. The thing for me that's a little head scratchy is I could swear I remember seeing some dual universe stuff at E3. And the way they talked about it was it was getting made. So why a Kickstarter now? If, mm. if you talk about it and have like all of this demo stuff and or demo video at least to kick it off at E3 and talk about it. Why several months later, all of a sudden, are we coming up with the Kickstarter now? Like, oh, I, I, I several thought several months, just shortly after. E3 was, what, Two months June? ago? August, September. Okay, yeah, a couple months ago. But it, it feels, in the, in the time for media and things, the way they presented it there, it almost seemed like uh, it was just getting made. Not well, that they were going to be doing a Kickstarter with it. Yeah, it was literally... Um, Hey everybody, we've got this. Uh, it does these things, um, and to be honest, I didn't. Uh, I'm not a games journal. I I didn't do like the research because I wasn't going to do a piece on them and various things. Uh, but to then have them come with a Kickstarter, uh, uh, it, it, absolutely. If you want, come with a Kickstarter. That's what it's there for. But it made me kind of question uh, where they are and where they were and. Uh, uh, and what they are doing and what the kind of skill sets are of the team. So I've, I've watched the videos, I've done the research, the tech looks impressive. Um, I think the, the stopping for me is, even though they say they've got uh, a model for moving forwards, uh, revenue gen, um, uh, half a million isn't enough to make the game they want. Um, and on top of that, if their revenue, I don't like uh, sub- monthly subscriber games. Yeah. Uh, and if their plan is a subscriber fee in order to keep the game going, I, I, it's kind of like the ironic of uh, I won't take another step forward until something happens, but it can't happen until you take the step forward. The, the idea is they need a player base. That's one of the big things with that game when they. Yeah shown it it looks like it needs a huge player base to be able to do a lot of the stuff that you want to do they need to show a lot more on the gameplay side of the system like the the tech that they showed off looks cool but it uh i don't know it it looks like from a gameplay perspective what you're going to be able to do in it there's a lot of other games that already do it and they do it better so it's it's just one of those things where it's and I, I just saw a comment in chat, you know, Kickstarter backers should get lifetime passes. Yeah. Do they? I, I didn't look at the Kickstarter. I don't think they do. They don't. That's the way we're saying yeah. it should be. It it should be. That's what I thought the comment meant, but I wanted to be certain. That's what I was asking to a degree. Um which means that if you back it on Kickstarter and you throw money at it and you're helping to fund this thing come out, you've still got to pay money to play something that you've already funded to help build the play. It's, they don't feel like they're giving anything back for it either. So it's like, hey, we need all this money to generate even a baseline item, and then we need all this money beyond that to generate a slightly bigger baseline item. Like, mm-hmm. all right, in the first generation, you're going to have like 36 blocks that you'll be able to put together to make stuff in like two engines or they didn't even go into gameplay detail, which is what makes me go, oh, okay. Um, I'd like to see some of the gameplay. It's a game, not, not yeah. technology platform. Yeah. At its core, it's a game. So I need to see something. I, I wish them the best and I wish them success, but I also wish them to deliver something that makes it more meaningful. I think if they were, uh, if they were to deliver a bit more, then, you know, I think it could get a lot of support. Uh, but right now I'm holding off. Yeah. Okay, so we're about to do an edit. Um, ha. <coughs> um, 
Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Biohazard Four Five Two Four. There it is. Happy birthday to you. Now get the hell off my channel, you piece of crap. Happy birthday, Bio. And we're back in the room. So, yeah, um, it's going to be one of those ones where, um, you know, I want it to do well. Um, I I wish all the best for the team. And I, I wish many uh, hours, days, months, whatever, of fruitful discovery and creativity. Um, and I hope there will be um, a very strong delivered product. But at this moment in time, it's something that I can't honestly back with a hundred percent confidence uh i need to see more yeah need to see more same um, as i needed to see out of no man's sky when everyone was hyping it i needed to see more and i get the yeah. same feeling off them with what they've shown and i don't get that with star citizen because of their approach on what they've shown it isn't flash it isn't just engineering it's a combination of the two in conjunction, even with the bits of demos, they've shown the mm -hmm. proficiency to be able to make gameplay and to be able to make technology and merge them. It's not done yet, but they yeah. showed that from the beginning in the descriptions and the setup of their demos. I agree with you. Uh, Foxboy666, uh, 666, which is deeply ironic considering what I've got on my head, uh, says, uh, I mean, I won't lie. I didn't follow uh, Star Citizen until there was something more tangible. But I felt like my money was going to something that I knew would be better. I followed it from two, uh, 2012. <laughs> yeah, that's actually how you say that. I was going to say my mouth yep. broke. Uh, but I didn't first back into early 2014. I mean, after I saw the model, I knew I could back. But there wouldn't have been much to back if people hadn't done it before me. You know, Fox, I completely agree with you. Um, it's kind of like everybody has that kind of decision point. I knew about Star Citizen from the get-go, but in the same way that um, people tell you you need oxygen to breathe, it didn't really kind of click in my head until I, until uh, a while after, post-Kickstarter, and then I went, oh. And then, yeah. I, and then I dived in. Um, I started I think... with just an, a base Aurora package. And then mm. when I started seeing more video from them and more approach is when I stepped up some of my backing. And that's only, I only did the initial amount because I did see some of that merge of the two things that I was looking for, gameplay and technology merged along with, you know, something of a vision and direction to where it was going. Hey, we want the game to approach everything yeah. in this way. I don't see that with Dual Universe. I don't see that type of direction. I see, hey, look at all this cool technology. Okay, great. What are you going to do with it? Ma. Yeah, but no, I there's agree a lot you. of it, and that's why it, it was the same with No Man's Sky. There was a lot of this sort of extremely pulled back information on what they plan to do with all the technology they talked about and they'd give you a little tidbit and then they would show you that same tidbit over and over and over and over and over again and try to make it seem new even though it wasn't mm. ever anything new so it no, was it's the same it's the same feeling i get from them if they show me something more i will change that tune in a heartbeat but I they have to show you. it to me I mean, what was interesting, I mean, I think I've told this story before, but uh, I was, um, uh, what's the word, sick, um, as is my want, uh, a few years back. And I had kind of like, I'd bought um, a package. I'd bought a, an, a, I think it was an Aurora MR, uh, where everybody starts. Yep. <laughs> and... Uh, I basically um, watched all of the next great starship in one sitting. And Ooh. I watched as much of the Wingman's Hangar as it was then that I could stomach. Uh, I, 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 I was probably one of those few people who wasn't a, a, a big fan of that show, but it gave me it was information. Okay. Um, and yeah, and at that point, you know, with uh, my previous historical experiences with Chris Roberts games and the momentum and the understanding of what they were trying to do at that point it was yeah 
do it. And I went in wholeheartedly. So um, I can understand where people are you know, kind of hesitant. Where I, well, we, well, you, know, people, you know what I'm saying. People will dive in. Some people will be hesitant at different stages. But, the, but as you've said, the thing for me is they haven't shown anything. Yep. They, they've shown scattered pieces of generic ideas and technology and, and some pretty extensive technology and what they plan to do with it. But mm. their implementation within the game didn't impress me anything. They're like, look at these thousands and thousands of people that we can all have here. And then look at how far out all of these, they actually exist. But if they're that far out, they only update every so often. And I'm like, why are they they're out of line of sight? Why are they updating at all? The server knows where they are. They shouldn't be calling and updating for the person over here. The fact that you're telling me they update from here to here tells me you have an inefficient design in the way you've architected this. That's bad. Anyone that knows to look for that, that that's a warning sign that you're touting this is a good thing. No, that's not a good thing. Those shouldn't update. The server should track them. And when they come within a drawing range, like if you're from a ship, you have a longer draw range. If you're on the ground, you have a shorter mm. draw range. That should be the technology you're focusing on. Not, hey, I can dump several thousand in here. Great. But if you do it inefficiently, everyone's computer is just going to be one frame a second. So you've got a very base platform here show me what you're going to do with it and i will wholeheartedly throw support behind it but you yeah. got to show me something uh i think fox show me what has... you've got <laughs> oh, oh my god uh fox boy has the uh the uh the quote which is uh it's the we can and we will mentality uh chris roberts has the we will and other companies say we can Yeah, you know, it, yeah, there and the we will. It, it's not just we will because we will is a good statement and it shows someone has confidence, but you have to back that up. Well, and, no, I think I think that it's yeah. the you have the, you you can back it up. I think that's the underlying information. Yeah. Um. So that was that bit. The other bit was uh, bulkheads. The there's. So we didn't talk about this last week, but uh, episode three yeah. came on, and um, I just, uh, Greg, you're you're a part of this, so I am. Yeah. So let's take that and put that to one side. I'm not a part of this, and I'm a critical fucker. Um, uh, and oh, you know, he I mean, is obviously, actually. yeah. Um, it was bloody good. In fact, it was more than bloody good. It was bloody beautiful. Yay! Um, it was the best uh, uh, Star Citizen Machinima I've seen. Um, and it had a fantastic composition, fantastic editing, fantastic sense of uh, movement. It was absolutely brilliant. If people haven't seen it, look Bulkheads Episode 3. Just go to YouTube and look for it and watch it. Bulkheads.tv. Bulkhead, and it's also Bulkhead, they have a website, bulkheads.tv, and that will give you, you can watch it there, I believe. It goes direct um, to the YouTube page. It oh, makes direct it to YouTube. Oh, fantastic. So, bulkheads.tv. Fuck me, it was good. Um, yeah, I can't say much more than that. Hey, Captain, I can't, I can't. Okay, that's another example of your O face. Um, so... Uh, covering. I'm just uh, doing lines. <laughs> yeah, you make a weird face sometimes. Hey. Uh, last time I heard that, uh, I had to go to jail. Um, <laughs> so, uh, we've had uh, quite a few things talked about this week in Star Citizen, but yes. we're going to focus really on um, people. People. So I'm going to hand this over to you, Grackies. Uh, walk us through what you've seen this week and what struck out at you. I saw naked men. And then naked I watched Star Citizen stuff. No, um, they have... One of the biggest things that they were talking about was the new naked male model. It's, it's the new base male model the compared to the one we have right now. And the reason there is such a huge deal... Of, that's going on with the naked male. It's not just the update to the looks. 
while they're they're stunning, the really big thing with that is it allows them to use this entirely new system that I didn't know that they had going on, uh, that basically creates quadrants or zones. It, it was pretty technical. I even got lost in a little bit when, yeah. uh, oh God, last name, please. Sean. Uh, Tracy. Thank you. When he was going on about it, even I got lost for a couple seconds in there and I went, wait, what, what I missed? Cause I zoned out for like, just a, my brain does that. And hmm. it, what it boils down to the easy way to describe it is, is that right now the way they handle the, the characters is that if you put a shirt on the skin disappears underneath, it just goes, Hey, don't draw huge section poof. And it disappears so that you don't have draw calls for something you don't see. But if you put a vest on over a shirt, because the whole shirt is the item, what does it do? Does it, you, you only have the thin straps and it's a sleeveless vest and then you've got the open part. Does it make the whole shirt disappear then? Or can they just set up the center? But then what do you do with the thin straps? Like it, it made it difficult. Now what they can do with the character is go into a more granular level of detail for those things. That allows them to create all sorts of different clothing assets, make the things fit better, make the animations move better. It allows them to push the technology for... Now, mind you, it's not there yet, and there's a lot of complex issues behind getting it working, but it allows them to move towards and research getting things like character damage states into the game in the long run. Like how ships yeah. take bullet holes, people can take bullet holes, and armor can take bullet holes, or get scorched, or dented, or, you know, burned up with grenades, or maybe flamethrowers in the future. I want a flamethrower. <laughs> I want to see what no. flamethrowers do to character models once they have damage no. states in. Oh, you mean in the game? Oh, then that yes. Case, yeah. yes, yes, in the game. <sighs> And then Sorry. compare it to an actual video. We'll we'll do it in, with slow-mo, guys. I'm sure, you know, one of them will be willing to take a flamethrower for science. The, um, what, I think the idea, I mean, it was kind of, for me, it was kind of funky because um, I remember when uh, Ilphonic did uh, a Reddit AMA. Um, they were talking about the work they would had done for star citizen uh this was when they were still uh shall we say part of the ongoing development and uh one of the things i had theorized and had asked about uh in the ama and i got downvoted to hell uh was in the same way that we i i was kind of viewing like the the body as the the equivalent of a ship so you've got the mm -hmm. power pipes uh, which go through the entire body. Again, that gives you blackout, red out, and various other kind of things. And then you could have localized damage states based on on that. Um, I, I, now, I didn't talk about mesh or anything like that, but it does actually sound like that's kind of what is 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 what they're trying to go for. Yeah, I mean, a power pipe in a body that gets damaged is nothing other than, say, a vein with an animation attached that says hey, spurt, and do damage over time with bleed out. It's, it's yeah. in engineering side, that's what it is. Getting that to, it's very simplified, but. Electric shotgun caused spurt. It was super effective. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it makes the body ready for item system 2.0. It plugs into the whole working underlying well, part of the game. Yeah, because that's what they said. Uh, 2.6, with the release of these models and everything, will be uh, uh, 2.0 uh, humans. Yes. Human so, 2.0. Human 2.0. We have evolved. Um, but my God, did you see the arms on that guy? On the hand? Yes. Okay, on the hand. The detail. Yes. Um, it's it... hands. I, I know this from my sister, who's an artist and graphic designer and yeah. myself. I took art classes because I had to for the engineering stuff and I had to draw hands are the hardest damn thing to ever get at all. Like to, to get proper looking hand hands are so specific to make them look right. And mm -hmm. There, there are so many ways that you can make a hand and it just, you know, it's fake. You know, it's a video game. You don't 
pull into the character. And then you see the hands now in that they've been showing off and you go, ha, okay, now that's getting mm-hmm. creepy because that's starting to bridge the uncanny valley a little bit. Like we're, we're starting to finally cross that valley in games mm. with this level of, of detail they're putting into it. Um, so, uh, machination, Tim in, in chat, uh, uh, brings out another comment, which was, he was focusing on the armor and the eyeballs. And when we talk about eyeballs, I mean, what they did is they actually showed, uh, a clip of like an example of a tier one face. Um, so like a, a tier zero face is basically say in squadron 42, they'd be the main characters. Mark Hamill, Jillian Anderson, Oldman, and the rest. Yeah, Oldman, Bishop. Yeah. Those those are yeah. tier zeros. Yeah. And then there's tier one, which is every which are all the secondary kind of main characters. And tier one, I believe, includes us as players. And then there's uh, tiers two and three. So uh, just kind of the amount of work and detail. And so this was a tier one, and looking at it, um, that's yeah. But the eyes are close. They're close. Yeah. They're still not quite there. Uh, the the blood work in it, the veins and everything. The blood work in veins is impressive. It's still got that glass look, though. That's the one thing that they, they don't quite have. Ooh. They were really, really impressive, but when light hit them, it looked like a, a glass eye and the light was reflecting off weird. To, to be honest, um, and that's, kind of, that's an interesting observation, um, but for me hmm. now this is going to be a huge assumption on my part but i do not believe that that float because they had a floating head with a little bit of the Mm -hmm. of the shoulders in um in a kind of hallway or a level kind of thing with which was a darker kind of background um I, I don't actually believe that that was uh, fully integrated within the, uh, uh, the environment, so it didn't have the same kind of lighting applied to it. So I actually thought that had a more direct lighting on it. It did, but you're going to have moments where you have direct lighting on, on characters such as flashlight to the face, helmet mm. lighting going up. So it's going to help a little bit to have some environment lighting, but you're going to have mm. harsh lighting, and eyes always have this quality to them that doesn't make them... It's it's almost like okay when you, when you see mm. people constructing the early androids robots now. There's a lot of things you can get right with androids robots animatronics, but one thing that always happens is recreating the eye in a way where it can still move around, and it doesn't look like a piece of glass. So are you talking? Are you now? Are you talking lighting or reflex response? It's the the lighting how it bounces off of the eye. It makes it look. It looks like in it, it, a piece of glass is sitting in there. The way light reflects off an eye is a very specific type of reflection almost. Okay. You, you, you get a very distinct look with eyes, which is one thing that we still haven't nailed in video games. If they nail that, they've crossed the uncanny valley. That's like the last step for the valley. Eyes mm-hmm. is the one of the very last things. And they are uh, hard as hell from anything I've ever seen. I don't think I've ever seen anyone nail eyes yet. Well, uh, <laughs> no, see, that opens me up to a very disturbing joke. Uh, so Biohazard uh, in chat says, Grackies, it's like they're full of a tear, but there is no water. Kind of. Uh, um, which is, this is kind of, this is kind of giving me an idea that maybe this weekend I'll go out at night and I'll shine lights into people's eyes and just kind of look closely and see... Because uh, I actually thought it was, I thought it was, um, uh, I mean, th- for me, there were little things. The the thing that um, I wanted to see, I mean, I, I thought it was fucking amazing. Let's be out up front. Oh, God, yeah. Um, but uh, the one thing that uh, makes something alive is uh, breathing. So the uh, entire, you know, uh, voluntary slash involuntary movement of a body as it breathes uh, makes it real. Breathe and blink. Breathe and blink. So what we saw there was something that wasn't breathing but looked very, very real. So once they kind of fit that mechanic in, um, I think that could help sell it more. Yep. Um, Breathing and blinking will definitely 
do mm. a lot. I really hope that they, with breathing, they get just a bit. I'm, I'm wondering if the nose can move. I don't know if it's going to be a static object, but if it can flare out just a little bit, if they can do <laughs> that little detail, just that little bit, because oh, either do that it. or your character could be a mouth breather just... Well, I know, I know. In the uh, uh, original Squadron Forty Two um, announcement trailer with Gary Oldman, they had spittle and various things, so they will they will make it work. But um, they're getting close to crossing the Uncanny Valley. It's it's kind of creepy, and that was actually <laughs> something they talked about on RTV. Yeah, I segued that well. Um, do. Yes. I'm proud of me. Anyway, the the creepiness. One of the questions that they actually asked them was, how creepy is it? Like, is it really creepy to work with such realistic human heads or what, essentially? Mm. And I love the way they respond to it was, it starts out kind of creepy. But then you get focused on where all the bugs are. And I wonder what that does to a person. Because the way you said it is you grow numb to it. But they look so close to people. Do you grow numb to people too in the process? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, 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 it'll be very interesting to kind of, you know, once it's all said and done, they talk more openly about their experiences making those. Because they are very clearly pushing um, the limits. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, so it's starting to cross. It's, it's, uh, yeah. It's a little scary, especially thinking about VR, because that's how, also how I think about something. Cause that's going to pull you into the world. And if things look that real, why do you ever want to leave? Uh, because if not, you'll die. Other than that, like if you could be hooked up to feeding. In, in other words, the Matrix. Are, are we close enough now where we can have Star oh. Citizen as their first Matrix? Oh, fuck no. If that ever happened... Okay, so genuinely, never, never, never the outside world and people are too beautiful. Um, and so, yeah, never, never, never. Um, mm. <laughs> but I want to fly in space forever. Well, unfortunately, you were born in the wrong time. We're fucked. We're ground dwellers and we'll always be ground dwellers. Our dreams, our dreams can soar. And sometimes we can tra translate those dreams into HOTAS movements. But um, we are ground pounders for life. Damn it. Um, so, um, except for the astronauts. Except for the astronauts who, uh, what percentage are they of the human populace? Yeah. Statistically, fuck him. Um, <laughs> so, uh, what else? Your dreams can soar. Unless you want to be an astronaut, then go fuck yourself. Your, because no, it's your dreams impossible. can soar provided you've got a really good graphics card. Um, so, uh, what else did you see this week? Uh, oh my god, it was so much with the character stuff. Sandy actually just tweeted out a new picture that was being worked on. Yeah. And let me go to it. I've just I've got, popped here into it the chat. James, it was James Koo does impressive work, and I accidentally pulled that up because I switched screens. Um, James Koo does impressive work. That's one of those detail situations that I, I was talking about with the pictures and how they're crossing the Uncanny Valley, the way the characters are becoming. Holy crap, that one's even more detailed than the others they've shown. Yeah just the amount of work they're doing on this. Then they're putting all that type of work into the armor system too. They've got, for example, the new Marine armor that they've talked yeah. about, which is a segment, which is it already segmented or are they going for segmentation? It's already built to be segmented into different parts where they said 80 to 90% of all of them are going to be mix and match. So Essentially, you want a light pirate armor head, but you really like the marine medium body. All right. Yeah. You you want a, a light marine leg and a heavy uh, heavy pirate leg and a medium pirate chest and a, a light marine helmet. Uh, all right. As long as it doesn't start hitting performance, it's designed to be mixed and matched now. So you could have like a heavy leg 
for example, if they allow the full mix and match, you can mm. do, say, a heavy right leg with, you know, a medium chest piece and a light helmet because you get better visibility. And when you peek around corners, you can lead, you know, by stepping out, your foot's going to stick out early. So if you get shot in the leg, your heavy armor is taking the brunt from around the corner and you can survive a little bit longer as you peek out and then start to shoot. So to be honest, when I saw that and heard that, my thoughts obviously went to Star Wars. Because now the armor is all of a particular type. It's all kind of being pre-shaded, pre-colored. Do you think, do you think we'll ever have, or have they talked about there being the ability to color your armor? Probably not. It's been mentioned in passing, and they want to do that eventually, uh, sort of like with ships. They haven't said outright that they're going to allow for that, mm. but eventually they'd like us to be able to customize our characters to that degree. So what I'd like to do is... Limited I'd like options. To, I'd like to have, um, like, say, a light armor, fully gold, but I want my uh, left leg from the knee down to be uh, the same armor but silver. You're going C-3PO. I'm going fucking C-3PO. I'm going to C-3PO, the, the Star Citizen. Are you going to carry no weapons on you and run out into the middle of a battle in a hallway and just run across the hall and everyone fighting back and forth goes, they like stop shooting for a second and go, did fucking C-3PO just run across the hall? Uh, yeah, pretty much. You've, you've never seen me play an FPS. That's pretty much how I do it. There is no point in giving me a gun. Uh, can uh, can I be in white and blue armor and crouching and run in front of you or crouch crouch walk in front of you across the hallway, yes, whistling and beeping? But I'm a little bit concerned about what you're going to use for your third leg. Um, a Tarois in chat says we won't see that until well after release. I I kind of think that's the same thing. It's not going to come out until after, and that's okay. But I look forward to it. And Master Nation Tim says I'm going to snipe C3PO. Um, if you do it right and you don't kill me in the first, just see if you can get me to turn around and go the other direction. So it can be like one of those kind of like coconut shy kind of things with the ducks or whatever. And it can go backwards and forwards. Ding. Ping. Ding. Ping. Ding. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So that's pretty damn cool. Um, anything else? Just how much they're gearing. Oh, not to mention the fact that they're gearing up and, yeah, with 3.0 coming, it's pretty obvious, but seeing the work now, you and I talked a little bit about it and you're like, mm. you didn't, you said you didn't have too much to say on it, but seeing the work that they've done on the Caterpillar to this point and the details going into it, yeah. I'm thinking hangers, hanger ready is coming up pretty soon. Oh God. Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's kind Rio, of weird, like, at least there are ships that have got me good and the cat isn't one of them. It's never been a ship I've particularly connected with, or uh, I can completely see it being absolutely beyond awesome for uh, for people who want to use it because it's a multifunction ship, but of a size uh, which carries an inherent formidableness, and it can be co uh, extended. It can have modifications put. It's uh, it's I think perhaps the most flexible ship that we have in in the I do believe it is yes yeah um, but yeah I think I think it's going to be I don't know it's not going to be definitely not a two sixer um, I think it could be in for 3.0 but if it's in for 3.0 it's almost certainly just going to be a hangar ready just I don't know you they think might it's going to be fly that thing 3.0 is enough months out that it could be flyable Mm. It pretend, we have enough time where it could be one of those ones where they skip hangar and they go, it's in-game. That would be pretty damn awesome if that's the case. I, I could if, see that happening because from hangar to fly doesn't take them as long, it seems, now. Mm, that's true. Like with the Starfare, it was, what, a month? Uh, one thing that I'm actually hoping for um, when... Uh, 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 people are saying 2.61 in hangar, 3 for flight. We'll see. Uh, Machin uh, before I make my comment, Machination Tim says, when I look at the uh, Caterpillar, I think Hull Breacher. Yeah, yeah. Um, to be honest with you, if a Caterpillar is in the same uh, space as, as a Hull series ship, I think something went wrong on either side. 
because the caterpillar if it's if it's going to attack a house ship shouldn't be that deep in safe space um and if the whole ship is is traveling in unsafe space uh, they made uh, the wrong turn at albuquerque um, I, I could see the caterpillar well i could see a cat taking a shot at something deep in safe space like on a on a, a if they shut down say a reporting array in between two safe-ish areas on a long run and they cut it off at the right moment and the cat comes in and in the way bay your, doors open and then just ships stream out your weakness was, your weakness was ish um for me it's like if you're doing anything that's uh not in remotely that isn't 100 safe you would do it in anything else other than the whole ship you know, i i think of certain areas like i think of safe 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 as places like earth yeah. or terra we're talking prime prime systems yeah yeah but then there's other pretty heavy uee like say elysium <laughs> we <laughs> i can i can tell why you're saying that elysium is my favorite system but also yeah. looking at it it's it's a pretty heavy uee system and they've got a lot of ships based there right now, but I think there might be areas of it where you might be able to cut someone off. It isn't as yeah. prime a system as, say, Earth. So there's still going to be UEE systems where you could get away with one or two piracies well, and then get well, them out before they well, come after you. We'll see how that goes. I mean, we're, we're, we're theorizing about what's possible. Theorizing, there, but yeah. yeah. Uh, 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 Photon Wolf says, is it just me, or does CIG seem to be trying to get the Aquila ready for 3.0? Yeah. That's the other ship that was no. They're gearing up for cargo and exploration, and the exploration thing has me curious because I haven't seen any of their documents like they do for professions on exploration. I'd love to see that. And for cargo, that was the other thing they talked about, and you were excited about that. What was the mm. thing you were excited about around? Uh, words. A couple of things. So, uh, as part of the monthly report that just came out today, uh, they've uh, locked in uh, the first 20 uh, resources uh, that can be um, uh, carried as cargo or bought and sold. Um, so, that's nice. So, we'll have a few things to play with for, for 3.0. I, I want to um, stand at a station where people are near the kiosks and just yell "buy, sell." <laughs> oh, don't, don't, don't you do that! I used to work uh, off Wall Street, uh, uh, and that just brings <laughs> back certain memories. Um, there's been a couple of comments in chat uh, about uh, uh, the changing the constellation to modular. Right, uh, it, the nose is is changeable. Yes and no. In fact, this I think is one of those interesting things that when the when the constellation series came out and was uh, announced with all the variations, uh, people. I mean, I, I'm a Phoenix owner. I don't like the Phoenix interior. I think the hot tub is a, a, is a joke and it's poorly planned and laid out. Um, but I also loved, that, say, the Aquila. Uh, nose front and the big round glass nose oh so sexy and i had an the nose for a with while. a view yeah um and and with that they they had a lot of requests to have that nose front on other ships on the other constellation classes and while i can't fully confirm it i think that was the start of uh the modular approach towards these ships. They've talked about modular approach in the past with it, where you're going to be able to take the front piece off and put a different one on. The, well, I honestly, they didn't really say that, uh, 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 at least with a frequency and a rate, uh, until after the kind of uh, feedback and after, every, after they kind of had this. It, it um, took a little while before they did, but it started. They started to talk about that a little after the Cutlass discussions with the red, the uh, blue, and the black. Uh, wasn't the Cutlass after the Connie? It was after. Yeah, the the discussions happened yeah. after those. Yeah. So yeah. it, it so, came around. It came around after those discussions started, where they started looking at more modular designs, mm. and I believe that was always the 
goal. It's just now they've finally kicked off the work to make uh, it happen. I actually think that uh, I'm not 100% sure if it was always the goal, but I think uh, they started to look at the possibility once uh, those designs came out and they gave them something where they something more substantial. Because if you think about the size of the ships before then, um, always the goal since the discussions, which yeah. at this point are almost a couple years ago. Yeah, those so, discussions kicked off. Yeah, so for my for my mind, that 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 was kind of like that was the first time they actually had, uh, you know, work that they had created that they could then, you know, start to apply these what ifs to, and that's kind of where it all kind of came from. Um, now, so yeah, before, not, it's not new. At it's least. not. Oh God, no, 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 no. It's a couple of years. It's just kind of this was. Uh, it, it feels to me that the constellation was really uh, the original start of this. Um, now, there's actually a quick thing in in uh, chat here. Uh, Momster77 says, I'd like to hear more about salvage. There is so much salvage, so much to salvage, but the mechanics are so far, far away. So, um, correct me if I'm wrong, Grakis, but I think in the monthly document, they actually talked about, uh, they've, um, you know, done the, uh, you know, the, the, the loops, the kind of in processes, for what would They're happen design loops essentially is what the they talked yeah. out yeah to for mission loops design loops around things like salvage and cargo hauling so with doing any of those there there's a loop to whatever you're doing in game going out finding something salvaging it grabbing cargo going to a planet to get the cargo however it is and then returning it to sell it that's the loop so you have mm -hmm. to design all that out to see how it works and basically what it is is you have to figure that out if they're working on it it means they're coming up on it and another thing they did talk about salvage as yeah. one of the, the one of the first series of professions out there aside from mercenary bounty hunter so some of the very first ones you're going to have piracy mercenary bounty hunter and cargo because those are some of the quick and easy ones that you can put together in a way that shows off planet to planet gets that testing going gets the gameplay involved gets the travel across the system going beyond that there was salvage and mining and those were talked about first with handheld so being able to get out of your ship go with the little disintegration gun and salvage things into raw components and that was talked about sometime pretty early in the three series mm -hmm. not necessarily yeah. right at 3.0 launch but they've talked about it it's yeah it's in there well, yeah. So I think the 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 idea is is that they're actually going to be uh, putting out the micro mechanic. I'm going to look micro mechanic because it sounds cool, uh, like a micro machine. It's a micro mechanic um, of salvaging, but it's not going to be the reclaimer, the the yeah, the, the, the great big one. Uh, it's simply to kind of I think kind of try out and prove what their approach is, so that they can then replicate that on the bigger scale. It's the same as doing cargo hauling with the ships they've got now compared to doing it with a hull E. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's going to be essentially the same mechanic except with the reclaimer instead of using a little, you know, instead of a gun on the front breaking it down, it's going to be a claw that grabs it and puts it into its hopper and then it breaks it down. Mm. This, and then when it disappears into the hopper, it goes through the same process your little gun does and breaks the base components down behind the scenes. Yeah. By going num, 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 num. The nom 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 noms. Um, so yeah, so I think we are going to get the Aquila for three point and if they get the Caterpillar, fantastic. But uh, what will be interesting for me with, uh, I guess I didn't say this about the cat, is that the cat has um, a separable, a separable, separatable, separable, blah, 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 uh, 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 command section. Yes. Uh, you, yeah, so so uh, a little or the technical word is lumpy bit. Uh, so it's got a lumpy bit that can disengage from the longy bit. And when the... Uh, it's a saucer section. I thought you were going to say it's a sausage section. And then I'd have approved more wholeheartedly. It um, is a sausage section, actually, looking at the shape of it. Yeah. So what that means is that if... I'm very curious about whether or not they're going to release uh, the, the cat with that functionality day one. 
Not if they don't get it working on the Connie first. Well, that's where I'm coming, because if they've got that working, it means they can do it for the Connie. I think I mean, the Connie's going to be a test run. Thing. Maybe they'll try it in 2.6. Maybe it'll be a surprise item. Well, maybe, what'll be maybe, what'll big, be, maybe, big What will be interesting is, I honestly, and now this is knowing absolutely nothing, uh, but I would actually imagine that the cat would be an easier test run. Because it's not one ship going into another. The Merlin isn't really one ship going into another well, either, because it, it docks it, under and up against, but not inside. No. Oh, yeah, because I don't have the new uh, Connie, so I haven't actually seen what, how they've approached it, unlike the it, last time. Like, the cockpit sits sort of up into the ship a little bit, but the whole ship doesn't dock inside well, well, the Well, no, because for me, it's like the, with the, with the Connie has that kind of wrap around it. He says, yeah, doing it, strange it, things with his hands. Of, Hang on, do my hands have horns? Uh, uh, people in video land will know what I'm talking about. Um, it's more that they're docking clamps that would wrap up. So basically those clamps would flip out and release and then you could come off with the ship. And as you approached, you would engage the clamps and they would swing in and then clamp the ship to it. It's not so much an inside thing. But when we're looking at 3.0, yeah. you're going to have ships and ships anyway because Dragonfly into... Oh true but i guess in, inside the cat well cat well yeah because for me it's i don't when i say it inside i'm more like an envelope um and when i look at what i've seen of the docking and undocking of the command pod for the cat it doesn't seem as if it's got kind of wrapped so i thought that might have been an easier um you know test subject but who the knows wrap is I mean, more it's an animation really I, I mean the main one for me is uh, I kind of guess that we'll know this works um, uh, uh, when they do that. And it'll also be very reassuring for, say, when you want to land in an Idris. Because uh, one, one of the... Okay, so you're, you're in Elite Dangerous. And when you're docking in a space station, do you have it set so that the rotation and everything is better controlled? No. Or do you, or do you go, uh, let's just follow the natural rotation and land? I just do it manual. Okay, well, the idea is two objects in movement trying to land one on the other can be an issue. And that's been something that they've been working on for um, uh, the Idris and, and, and larger ships like that. So the idea of two ships at, uh, at speed trying to dock with each other uh, is something interesting. Uh, I'm very kind of curious to see how that works. And It was just the thing with that. landing the Idris. Can you land in Idris? Uh, you can land in an Idris. And you, an Idris is also uh, can land on the ground. Okay, I couldn't remember. I thought I, For some reason, I thought the Idris was too big at this point to land um, on the ground. Well, no. to be honest, I actually, that's a good question. I don't think we've had it confirmed because all, I, all I've gone on is uh, artwork where it shows uh, an Idris on the ground. Um, so that may have changed. Um, so yeah, I mean, this has been this has been a very interesting week where they've uh, released a flurry of little snippets, um, mostly around characters. They've talked about the Aquila. They've talked about the ca the Caterpillar. Um, there's been various kind of talk about when Squadron Forty Two will actually uh, come out as well. Uh, there's been a couple of reports and, and misreports and misunderstandings the truth of the matter is we won't know until we know um, I'm hoping that we'll get some kind of uh, view uh, come CitizenCon which I believe will be very Squadron 42 um, focused yep. um, so I think we'll, we'll, we'll know more then it could come out end of this year it could come out next year if it comes out next year I wouldn't expect it to be uh, midway, I expect it to be much more closer to the start than the than, than the middle. But uh, we'll just have to kind of see what happens. I just want it to be done right. That's it. That's exactly it. Um, there's, uh, they, 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 I think I've said it before, and you've said it before, is uh, uh, you don't spend all this time and effort getting in any game trying to make the game as good as you can, and then. Uh, compromising at the last second so because uh, you don't want a bad game 
Um, so, you know, let's see what they come back with and uh, they'll let us know what's what. Yeah. So, with that, um, you sexy mofo, where can we find you? You can find me on twitch.tv slash grockies, G-R-A-K-E-E-S, as well as YouTube, Twitter, and all other social media sources. So just look for grockies and you will find me. And where can we find you, sir? You can find me at twitch.tv slash dublathakri. That's D-O-U-B-L-A-R-T-H-A-C-K-E-R-Y. Throw that in the Google and you'll find me everywhere else. So... With that, much love to everybody, and I hope you have a great week. Take care, everyone. Bye. If you like what you heard, please do feel free to follow us. We also do video stuff as well. And give us a review on iTunes. It doesn't matter if it's good, bad, or just indifferent. We want to hear what you have to think. Well, not everything you have to think. I mean, that that could be a lot. <laughs>